1: While the Reds have hit a
2: rough patch, they are still in the thick of a pennant race, and they can still win the National League Central. We're going to tell you how they can do it on this live bonus edition of Locked On Reds. Let's go.
0: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: You are. Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. Ongoing now, my fifth season hosting this podcast. This is Steve's second season hosting this podcast. We love this team, and we've been watching them every single day for our entire lives and probably far, far too long for some rational other people wonder what that's like, uh, but welcome in. And thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us, talk some reds with you. And thank you for joining us on this live bonus edition. Please jump into the comment section. Give us your thoughts. Give us your questions about this team, because as the Reds are mired in a wonderful team-wide slump, it seems losing eight of their last nine games, There's a lot of folks that are like, all right, it's over. It's done. uh, This has been a fun season. It's great. Football training camp now. We can focus on the Bengals. Not so fast, my friend. There's still some work the Reds have to do yet and could end up winning this division. Plus, I gave you my most surprising Reds player on uh, the show that aired earlier today. Going to get Steve's take on who the most surprising Reds player has been this year. And then we're just going to dive into it. You're going to get to drive the ship here in just a few moments. Thanks for joining us here today. And Steve, as we go through this doldrums, the dog days of summer, as it were, for the Major League Baseball season, I think this is the part where we as Reds fans are just not accustomed to being in the race. We're not accustomed to seeing our players doing well So that when they stop doing well, like they have the last like two weeks or so, we're like, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. Everything's on fire. How can this team still win the division? Because guess what? They're still in it. A couple things.
2: Housekeeping note, uh, happy birthday to Brady here. Thanks for listening <clears> and being <throat> an everyday from Louisville, appreciate Kentucky. We appreciate you. Uh, before I get into your answer of how they can win the national league central, I meant to tell you, I wanted to do this before we started and I forgot. Uh, I want to shout out everybody that's reaching out to me, uh, in the DMS on Twitter, uh, asking how things are here in Hawaii. I know y'all are seeing the news. Uh, I'm on the big island. Our fires are now contained. The Hawaii County Fire Department did an amazing job. Uh, No homes were lost. Uh, There were a couple uh, support structures lost at one of the hotels down here on the coast. The fires got about 30 minutes away from me, but the fire department knocked it down. Everyone here is good. I know you're seeing the news. Maui is not faring well at all. The town of Lahaina is gone. 36 deaths and counting over there. They're in uh, big need there right now. Uh, fire crews, FEMA uh, national guard. Everybody is still working on getting things under control on Maui. Uh, if you're interested in trying to help that effort, I tweeted out a link uh, actually was originally tweeted by Kirk curb of all people who has spent a lot of time on Maui. Uh, but the Hawaii community fund, is doing some things. I tweeted that. I retweeted it. If you're interested in helping out here in Hawaii, that's a good way to do it. Uh, But thank you all for reaching out and uh, checking in on me. I am good. Uh, Now. Back to Reds baseball. Thanks for uh, letting me hijack there for a second, Jeff. Uh, how can the Reds win this division? Well, first thing they can do is stop blowing leads. Uh, the bullpen has got to get its act together, and and that is actually uh, going to be a byproduct of what they can really do to get things together, which is get Hunter Green back on this team from Louisville, get Luke Weaver out of this rotation, get Ben Lively into the bullpen when he comes back from – the injured list to to strengthen the the middle innings uh the pitching is the problem right now i know everybody wants to look at the hitting and focus in on the hitting not doing all the things it can do but they've blown leads and in the two marlins games they had a lead and they blew it so you know they're scoring runs still they're getting on base are they doing it the clip they were doing it before no and that's to be expected there are ebbs and flows in a baseball season there are you Great run producing batches, and then our times things slack off. But the pitchers have to hold a lead. It's for me, that's where it comes down to. So they're going to have to survive another week. Ten days before Hunter Green returns, and then I think we'll start to see a, a, a tide change. What's going to have to happen then is they're going to have to maximize their opportunities. They're going to have to hold on to every lead that they get. Uh, I think they've uh, exhausted their uh, share of blown games this year. Uh, if they're going to win this division, once the the rotation settles out a little bit, they are going to have to dig in and treat every game like it's a playoff game.
3: Yeah, that is probably the the point of worry that i have the greatest worry for right now is there the whole kosh kosh cache of uh games that you can blow games you can can lose that you should have won but you could probably get away with blowing that one game i think we're done with that i I think we're kind of to the point of the season where the reds can't afford to lose those games anymore like that game against the Marlins on Tuesday, and a lot of what I focused on in the most recent episode was trying to look at it optimistically. I think really my feeling was the same as everyone else's. They couldn't lose that game. They had to win that game. And so now you look at what the bullpen is doing, and a lot of folks wanted to begrudge David Bell for bringing in Sam Maul. I mean, lefty on lefty. That That's going to happen for every manager in Major League Baseball every night. So when they made that move, it didn't surprise me. And Sam Mall to that point, had been pretty good. It's just it was Louisa Rise. Louisa Rise had kind of had a down series. He didn't have a ton of hits like I think we expected him to have. And so he got one there. And then Josh Bell, who honestly had just missed hitting two home runs. He already had one. He just missed on his second one, just uncorked on a very bad pitch. And that was it. That was the game. They can't afford to put themselves in situations like that. I, I, I really, and, and Alexis Diaz giving up the home run, I think we're t- Alexis Diaz is kind of in that spot where we need somebody else in the bullpen to step up. Mm-hmm. But everybody else has been stepping up so much that we need a Goody or we need a TJ Antone, which I know we've said before, some of these guys we cannot put a ton of expectations on coming back from the injuries that they've had but we're going to need somebody to because this bullpen is gassed.
2: Well, there, there absolutely has to be a September infusion, right? Uh, we need to get a couple guys back and Gutierrez and Antone both have a track record. Now, you know, I'm more worried. I, you know, and I've said this before, I'm more worried about Antone just coming off of two mm-hmm. Tommy Johns. I there's, there's really no way to know. I mean, he's, he's looked okay so far, but there's really no way to know what he's going to look like in a major league baseball game at maximum effort. Uh, even if he's pitching, air quotes maximum effort in triple a right now uh, it's not the same we've talked about that so i don't know what we're going to get from him but i do know that vladimir gutierrez will be a great infusion of a of middle innings coverage for this Mm -hmm. team right now just to allow guys to have some extra days off because i really think part uh, the the bullpen problem is two parts for me jeff it's one part there have been some guys playing over their head a little bit and eventually that's going to go away and and the reds may have used some of that up but the other piece of it is that they are they are you know overused they're still fatigued and i know that they're getting their days off and they're getting rest and they're professionals and they're expected to do their thing but the reds have asked a lot of them for a long period of time. And for the most part, they've delivered. Even in these meltdown games that we've seen, there are still guys that are, are doing their thing. And there's always just one guy or two guys that let it get away. Uh, Alexis Diaz is an example of that. I think we're just seeing some some cracks in the armor there from, from the amount of games he's had to pitch. So all that's going to... Come into play, and all of that can be alleviated by adding an infusion of arms. Uh, It's you know it's too late to go out and get a back end of the bullpen guy. There's no there's no A plus closer sitting on the streets going, man, I wonder why nobody's called me. That guy's not out there right now. But I thought
3: Heath Henry was DFA'd like two
2: weeks. Stop it! You need to stop because David Bell may be listening. So stop. (laughs) So the other Hunter piece, this, I think is available right, too. If we the to other, that road. <laughs> the other piece of this, you know, that's not bullpen related, and you know, I say David Bell. I, there's something David Bell needs to do if this team is to win the National League Central, and he needs to get his stuff together when it comes to some players. I, I'm done with his uh, uh, yeah. affection for Kevin Newman. It needs to stop. I'm I'm done with shoehorning Nick Senzel into the lineup. Uh, at all times and places, um, there is a role for Nick Senzel right now, as long as he continues to hit lefties a little bit, there will be spots for him to play, but you hit the nail on the head the other day when you were like, but you know, when that left handed pitcher goes out, Senzel needs to go out too. that needs to yeah. be what happens. Uh, th- that's just one little thing. David Bell continues to do these platoons and that's, that's fine. If you're going to use the analytics and you're going to use the numbers, then use the analytics and the numbers. And, right. and those numbers change when the handedness of the pitcher changes. And David Bell needs to get a little bit better at that. And, and if that if he can do that and you get a starting pitcher back in Hunter Green and that helps the bullpen just by domino effect – now the Reds are, are, they're cooking with a little bit of gasoline. Now mm-hmm. you can make some adjustments and finish strong. And, and I don't think Milwaukee's that much better than the Reds. If they're better, you know, it's in their consistency and it's in the managing and, and their manager putting their players in the best position to be successful. So I think that's not a problem. And as far as the Cubs go, you know, they, they seem to be legit. I know they're like iron hot and it, it, it is what it is. So, uh, it's a three horse race. And if the Reds want to continue to participate in it, adjustments need to be made. And and that's where it starts in my mind.
3: No, I, I agree with you. And and to the point on David Bell, because I kept thinking about this yesterday when I saw the lineup and it was a right handed pitcher for the Marlins on the mound and Nixon Zill was in the starting lineup. I'm like, what gives? And apparently Will Benson had some back stiffness. Now, he did weirdly pinch run. Later on in the game, and I feel like if you can pinch run, you could probably pinch hit. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was something more to that. Um, the the way that that substitution was used was very strange, but it's kind of like a microcosm. I always feel like blaming the manager is missing the point because it's more about the talent that's on the field. But yes, he's got to put the right talent on the field, and largely has been pretty decent at that. It just seems like here recently with the injuries of Fraley in India, he's been stretched a little bit and there's been a few more missteps and that's what's led uh, to some, some questions being asked. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest reason and the biggest um, opportunity that the Reds have to win the NL central is pitchers getting healthy and coming in here and, you know, reinforcing I was trying to think of something else but reinforcing as it were the tired arms in this bullpen
2: no that's that's really the uh, the right way it it, reinforcements are needed that's that's really what's going on they're in a battle and they need reinforcements and things are not going to look better until those reinforcements arrive but one thing's for sure uh, once they get them they will have an opportunity to continue to compete and possibly win the National League Central all right Jeff on your regular show that you did solo Today, this morning, earlier, uh, you named the biggest or most surprising Reds player for you. And coming up, I'm going to react to that a little bit and tell you who I think my biggest surprise Reds player is for this year Uh, before i get to that though i want to shout out one of the sponsors of today's podcast and jeff will check your phone while i'm doing this Uh, i am going to shout out one of the sponsors of today's podcast that is game time you can snag tickets without the stress at game time game time lets you get last minute tickets at cheap cheap prices all you have to do is download the game time app create an account and use the promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. That's right. In addition to the already cheap, cheap prices, you'll get $20 off using the promo code locked on MLB. Jeff and I use this app all the time. We've told you, you know, anytime I'm in town, Jeff and I tend to, um, uh, become foodies and run around and hit all the spots and then, uh, stroll our way to the ball game. And we'll be sitting at dinner pregame and paying our bill and, about that time, we jump on the game time app, uh, find some really cheap deals, and then just walk on over to the ballpark, uh, getting seats for some, sometimes half of what everybody else is. Paying for their seats. So download the Game Time app and create that account. And make sure you use the promo code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. So make sure you read the fine print. But this is a really reliable, safe company. They have delivered every single time Jeff and I have used them. So just create that account. Redeem the code Locked On MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
3: And one quick note on that, too. I was looking at Game Time. They have uh, tickets. I know there's some folks that are looking for tickets to that Yacht Rock Review concert, the game where the Yacht Rock Review is uh, playing afterward. Uh, game Time's got tickets as low as $9 to that one. So check out the Game Time app today.
2: All right, remember, if you can't be down at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Reds your first listen, your second listen, some weeks, your third listen in a day because we are jamming content around here. We appreciate you being here so much. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and talk baseball with us because that's what we love to do. That's Talk Baseball with you. All right, Jeff, let's get into uh, the biggest surprise, Red. So for folks that may not have had an opportunity yet to listen to your solo show today, go ahead and recap for us your biggest surprise player of the 2023 baseball
3: season. It's TJ Friedel, because here's the deal. Most surprise means guy who you didn't necessarily expect to be as good as he is. I think T.J. Friedel fits that for just about everybody involved, including the Cincinnati Reds and including the 29 other Major League Baseball teams because he was never drafted. He was assigned as an undrafted free agent. He was never on any top prospect list. And now, spot the lie, dude's an everyday outfielder. And there's no reason to keep him out of the lineup at this point. And he, at least entering Wednesday, he was the 12th highest batting average in the league. It's just his performance this season has been so surprising in such a good way.
2: All right, that's fair. And, you know, TJ Friedel is showing us things that, you know, I certainly didn't anticipate, and he's playing more than I ever thought that he would and getting opportunities against lefties and all of the things. So, you know, it's not a bad pick, but this pick's probably going to make you dance in your chair, and that's fine. You can take a little victory lap because you're obnoxious like that. But... I'm going with Will Benson because I want to tell you that when we traded for him, when the Reds went out and got him, I thought, you know, you were uh, maybe too many bourbons in when you did your reaction show. I thought that, you know, you were looking to fill some airtime and and you yeah, overhyped him a little bit. And then he had an eh, so-so, not bad spring training and, I, and you were impossible to deal with and he made the team. And here's Will Benson making the team. And, you know, all right, Jeff, he, he's okay. Good job. And then he was absolutely horrible. He was terrible. And you were the last man standing on the Will Benson hype train with the one-man pumper car <laughs> yeah. riding the track. You and Will Benson on your way to Louisville. That's where I that said one up. for 42 to start yes, the season? Yes, it was yeah. really, really bad. And, you know, I almost sent you down to AAA with him. And then – he made the most of that opportunity and comes back and has been the second best offensive player on this team. He he trails only Matt McClain in OPS plus on this team right now. It's phenomenal. He he's he's in the bottom of the lineup, sneaky good. I mean, I bet he's probably not sneaky anymore. Teams have have figured out that he's good. But he just continues to deliver day after day after day. He plays an above average outfield. You know, sometimes he runs some routes that makes me question if he had fallen asleep. But yeah. but he plays an above average outfield. And you you think that the Reds gave up very little to get him. And and that Cleveland basically gave up on him. And, and we've got a bona fide major leaguer that if playing a full season from with these numbers. Going into next season, if he continues to be this guy from the start of a season, this guy's an all-star. Uh, he's he's really yeah. good. So so kudos to you for being on board early so you can do your victory lap or whatever you're going to do to rub it in. But you are absolutely right. Will Benson is the real deal. I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised with what he was able to do after that demotion. And it looks like the Reds have themselves an outfielder in Will Benson for many years to come uh, because they have a lot of team control left with him.
3: Yeah, I and the reason that I didn't pick him is, um, like I said, I called it in spring training. I was just like, I can't say that he's the most surprising whenever I was the one that was saying he'd be good. And no, I you surprised me though because I thought you were going to pick Matt McClain, but I, I appreciate you. Oh, picking, I'm not, I'm picking not surprised,
2: Monday. he's Matt <laughs> McClain. So you, you, you know, because you 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 handcuffed me a little bit with you know, not a guy that you expected. I mean, I didn't expect Matt McClain to be this good this soon, but I expected yeah. Matt McClain to be this good. So uh, I didn't have any real expectations at all for Will Benson. So uh, I went with him and I wanted to go with a a position player that plays every day. My my alternate, my honorable mention here would be Andrew Abbott because with Andrew Abbott, you know, we knew he would be good someday, but I didn't think he was going to be good enough to come in and really be the savior of this rotation while they figured everything else out. And that's really what he was. Andrew Abbott may be the biggest reason that the Reds were able to stay close and stay in contention and be in the position that they are now because Green is hurt, Lodolo's hurt. Andrew uh, Graham Ashcraft lost his mind for a hot minute there and forgot how to pitch. And the only, the only real standout that remained constant through all of that was andrew abbott so he would be my That's honorable andrew. mention. but because he doesn't play every day i didn't go with him but i mean it could have very easy easily been him that was the pick versus will benson
3: yeah he definitely deserves mention here because like when you look at dudes coming up like without getting too deep on statistics or anything like that like there's different tiers you can put them in where i expect this dude to be elite i expect this dude to be good and i expect this dude to be fine and then you've got like the level of guys where you're like, I don't expect anything from them. I think Andrew Abbott was firmly in the like fine area, maybe even on the borderline of good, but we weren't expecting elite, and he is elite. Now he's had a, a couple of tough starts here recently. We're gonna see if he can get right on Friday night in Pittsburgh. But overall, yeah, he he absolutely deserves mention here, but. No, you're right. I think for most folks who didn't just look at Will Benson's profile the moment that the Reds traded for him, and and just swoon like I did, um, they're they're all like, "Whoa, swoon!" That's a good guy... word. Yeah, you did yeah. a little bit
2: more than swoon, but okay. <laughs> they're
3: like, "Oh, dude, this this guy's he, he's pretty good." Um, but yeah, that, and and you're right. Like, think about really what he is. He's uh, so. The Reds traded two players for him. It was a A, low-A outfield prospect, who I'm blanking on his name. I think it was Justin Crawford, I think was his name. And then uh, Stephen Hajar, who was the third player that they got back in the Tyler Malley trade. So, Will Benson's kind of getting looped into the Tyler Malley trade. And you look at they got Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion, Strand, and Will Benson for Tyler Malley for really just a year of Tyler Malley because he had Tommy John surgery this year. So I mean, you talk about a huge win for Nick crawl that, that, that move in and of itself might have built what the reds turn into with that one trade. So I, I have loved everything that he has put down and, um but he and TJ Friedel, dare I say the reds have two thirds of their outfield figured out for next year. Like, like, Jake Fraley is a platoon guy. All
2: right, here's my here's my hot my hot fire take of the day. Nope. I'm not that nope. I'm not that dialed in on TJ Friedel. I nope. I don't know that this isn't an outlier season. So I need to see it for two years. If I can see it for two years, and this is now, if I see it two seasons, then I believe this is who he really is. Uh, I, I'm really happy with who he is right now, mm-hmm. but. I need to see it a little bit longer before I'm ready to anoint him the everyday center fielder for the next three years or or whatever it is. Uh, I I
3: need to see a little bit more. No, that's and that's fair. And I'm I'm just looking right now because I want to give credit to it because I really liked the question. Okay, yes. Um, Shout out to Chris. And I think it's Chris Ayers. Twenty three forty. Um, he said this on the episode from earlier today. He said, hope TJ Friedel this year isn't a Scooter Jeanette, Tyler Naquin type of performance. And then you can even like loop in Derek Dietrich or something there. Like, is it a flash in the pan? That's going to be something we talk about a lot this off season when it pertains to TJ Friedel, like looking back and loving the performance he has this year, but can he keep it up next year? That's going to be a big question.
2: All right, this comment section is blowing up, and I think we have reached the point in the show, Jeff, where we need to uh, put the viewers slash listeners into the driver's seat a little bit. We're going to be taking your questions and
1: comments coming up right after this. This lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for eighteen free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: All right. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube, uh I know you're here with us on YouTube right now for this live edition. If you haven't done so, click the subscribe and notification bells so that you never miss anything we do here on the YouTube feed. Uh, You can subscribe to the audio feed as well uh, if you want to listen to us in the car or while you're working out or any of those many other things when you're out and about. And also, in between shows, join us on Discord. We've got the Discord server. The link is in the description of every show. Uh, Head over there and talk some baseball with us because we do love talking baseball with you. All right, jeff this is my favorite part let's get into some of these questions and comments uh, i'm going to scroll back up to the top here and just try and get on uh, where we're at here. Greg Hughes, we'll go with him. He thinks growing pains for a young teams, uh, be happy with 75 to 80 wins uh, with the sophomore season jinx looming on the horizon, I guess, Greg. Uh, I don't think there's going to be. This is, this is interesting. I've started to see this a little bit uh, when people talk about the Reds competition window and, and people are starting to point towards a worry for a, a sophomore slump. Uh, I think this is who these guys are. I, I'm not, I, I, will the league adjust a little bit. Yeah, I think they will. But this is, this is part of a Cincinnati problem. And
1: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it, but I want to nip it in the butt because, you know, people are already looking to be disappointed. Are you worried year. about losing
3: next year. We're Losing
2: next year. Guys, we're in the middle of a three horse playoff race. Bask in it a little bit. Dying. The, the reds are good. The Bengals <laughs> are good. FC Cincinnati is good. good yeah. it's Cincinnati is good. Everybody, take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the playoffs, folks. Enjoy meaningful August and September baseball. And will, no, will we- they ultimately not make the playoffs? Maybe. Will there be problems that next year could be? Who cares? They're
3: in a pennant race. Let's enjoy the I- pennant race. I think... Folks who are that worried about the Reds losing next year in a season that hasn't even started yet, um what's your life like? You might not have any kind of problems because I'm not worried about that. I mean, I might be a little bit worried about how this offseason moves. I don't necessarily think the Reds need a ton of huge moves this offseason to write the roster, but they're definitely going to have to make some additions to the bullpen maybe get uh, some depth in the outfield or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Stuart Fairchild can be outfield depth for them. But I think at the end of the day, it is going to require Nick Kroll to invest in this roster. It's going to require him to get the okay from up top to put the investment in this roster. And sure, that might be where your worry is coming from. But let's enjoy – I mean, there's still, what, 50 games left? Like – a little bit less than 50 games at this point, but still like we still got uh, plenty of season left to go and you could have a very nice run through the rest of August and September and win this division. And if you're telling me you're going to be worried about what happens next year and if they're going to lose next year, then uh, I don't I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> And, and you know what?
2: And Greg Hughes is, uh, is an everydayer. Yep. And I, well, we're not picking on you, Greg, but I've, I've seen it so many places on Twitter and elsewhere that I just I wanted to I wanted to try and dial people back in on a pennant race. I want to talk about a pennant race. Danny New says the Reds are two wins away from last year's total. They are playing with house money. They'll be just Amen. fine. Amen. Hey, we are only six wins away from me cashing in my take the over and we're going to get there. I have no doubt. I, I am super excited about that. I-, I think that, you know, nobody, nobody, Jeff and I saw this coming, uh, but nobody saw it coming quite this quickly. There, I think Nick Cross plan was really to invest in bullpen and a couple bench role players this coming offseason before the Reds were this good. Uh, those two moves, maybe a veteran fifth starter just to have some Veteran leadership in the starting pitcher room. Yeah. We never did find a better way to describe that. Um, that's always Maybe been a, the plan.
3: Like a starting pitcher, Mr. Miyagi, or something, you know, like, you know, somebody who's going to kind of lead the rest of the young guys and be that stabilizing force in the middle of the rotation or their back end of the rotation, something like that. Honestly, I really would like it if it was just um, Wade Miley. Like, Wade Miley would fit perfectly in that role, I think. But at the end of the day, like, yeah this team is just a few moves away from being what we thought and yeah they're only six wins away from cashing in on the over we're only 20 wins away from cashing in the couple of bucks i threw on the 80 plus wins and the plus How far the, are you the steak dinner <laughs> oh the steak dinners I, we're, we're already like making reservations for that thing like yeah it's happening <laughs>
2: hey johnny checks in a uh, little little love for us jeff says thanks, thanks god for us well we love you too johnny he says that we are his only and best source for reds baseball and he's an everydayer johnny we appreciate thanks, you johnny. being here my friend uh, really do love you guys being here all right Next one up. Matthew says, Connor Phillips for a six-man rotation. You guys, you know how much I love a good six-man rotation. They've never done it. I wish they would. What do you think about this? I'm being accused of breaking Connor Phillips, by the (laughs) way. Yes, you are. (laughs) I I did not talk
3: to him and he has a bad start i
2: I did not give him any (laughs) off-air pitching instruction that was not me did george costanza Uh, him (laughs) i did not do that i did not break connor phillips but no this i i like this idea for september with the call-ups i think you bring up connor phillips let him get a couple big league starts under his belt don't really count on him being around for the playoff push but use him to, to do that thing I was talking about the last time you and I recorded together, Jeff, which is buy back a few Andrew Abbott starts for the postseason, right? Definitely. Give somebody else... A turn in the rotation, but have them just take a start from Andrew Abbott and then you drop Andrew Abbott back in the next time through buy back those starts so that you know what would normally be extra starts in the postseason are now just the wrap up starts from the regular season and protect his arm a little bit. I love that idea Uh, It would not hurt my feelings at all if they went that direction.
3: You could do that. Um, the six-man rotation would be awesome for a guy like Hunter Green, who probably could use the extra day of rest as he is coming back from the hip injury. And who knows? I mean, we we should hopefully see at the end of August, maybe early September, we'll see Nick Lodolo back. And you're, you're talking about just a super strong rotation when these guys are healthy. And if you can add one dude in there and maybe – increase their rest making them a little bit more fresh for each start maybe they can go six seven innings every fifth sixth day something like that then you're also helping out the bullpen I think this is a lovely idea and I, I would love to see it sooner rather than later also the other thing about that because I know um I actually got a, a message from our pal crazy about that he was just like what did Steve do to Connor? And I was like I don't think it was a damn Tartable Situation here I don't think George Costanza uh, Was giving any bad advice But um, I also When I see performances like that I don't Go crazy and think oh he has To pitch like five more times in triple A for me to want to call him up like I still think he's got the talent to be A major league pitcher
2: Oh yeah absolutely no <laughs> I did not break him you guys stop it Not nice <laughs> All right, let's do uh, one more, and then we'll do an audio feed wrap, and then continue on with the questions. Because I like this question to to end the the first episode of the audio. Uh, this comes from Alex. Is there anybody at AAA that we could see before September other than Marte uh, and Phillips? You know, this is good. I think the Reds have probably exhausted the supply of AAA pitchers, barring uh, any type of injury. God help us. Uh, I don't I don't see any other pitchers that are suddenly going to be like, "Oh, we need to take a look at this guy at the major league level." From uh from the offensive side, I, other than Marte maybe getting a September call up in the traditional sense of let's get a look at him, give him a taste, cup of coffee kind of thing, I don't think anybody else that we haven't seen already would come up from AAA. Uh the only way we get somebody different I think would be an injury. You know, Chucky Robinson's had a great year down at AAA mm-hmm. for the most really part. Has. Uh, but we won't see him unless there's an injury at the big league level knock on wood that's not going to happen uh, as far as outfielders go you know Henry Ramos was up here at one point in time I don't expect to see him back Fairchild has clearly become the the next in line guy the Reds have brought him up a couple times now so I, I think for this year we've we've probably plucked everybody we're going to pluck barring an injury
3: I would agree with that because especially of names we don't know like I mean, I could see when rosters expand, the Reds could even, like, have this thought process where it's just like, yeah, could we give Marte a cup of coffee? Sure. But we could also call up Matt Reynolds and know that we have a dude with major league experience sitting at the back end of our bench if we absolutely need him to. And he's had an okay year at AAA. Uh, There's, you know, there's also Alejo Lopez who has been on a nice little stretch here of getting on base. I, I can't remember. It was up to, like, 20 or 30 something games in a row of getting on base for him in triple a. And he's always a guy that I think is like at the back end of the back end of the bench for the reds. So we could see him get called up as well. I I just don't think there's going to be anybody that we haven't heard of get called up in September.
2: All right. For the audio only listeners, we're going to do a wrap right here and then continue on. So YouTube folks don't go anywhere. Audio guys, there'll be a bonus 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 episode bonus bonus, bonus 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 episode in your feed with the rest of the q a for your listening enjoyment but that's going to do it for this edition of locked on reds thanks so much for making locked on reds your first second third fourth fifth sixth listen of the day we appreciate you giving us your time and listening to us talk reds baseball we will be back in your feeds tomorrow uh with a crossover episode with ethan smith from the pittsburgh pirates locked on Pirates. So make sure you check that out. We love harassing Ethan. Uh, He's the little brother that none of us ever wanted and can't wait to talk baseball with him. Uh, Make sure you click subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all the feeds because we will keep you Locked on Reds every
0: single day. Hey Prime members. You can
3: listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.